1: Hey everyone, welcome to the Red Men TV. It is the uncensored match build-up show. Liverpool taking on Crystal Palace at Anfield. Um, I am in the studio. I am joined in the studio by Chris Page and the departing Ben Kelly. Don't worry, he's not dying.
2: No, um, not. No. He's, <laughs> no. just,
1: he's just got a new job. Um, ben,
2: yeah, congratulations. Thank you very much. It's mixed feelings. I feel feel quite sad. It's been four. Very happy years though, I've really enjoyed it. Picked
1: so. a good time to join the Red Men team to be I fair. I did, I did, just <laughs> as
2: we started getting good as well. I mean my first season we made it to Kiev. So you can't get and then the, the season after that we won it, so it can't it doesn't get much better than that. But yeah, yeah no, it's it's been a pleasure, lads. So how old would you have been when we started? When you start, well, what year did you start? 2010. Oh, you're not don't know the answer to that. I left primary school in 2010. <laughs> it's a good st- job you never joined us then, really, then, innit? <laughs> because yeah, you yeah. would be accused of all kinds. Yeah. I, I was 11 years old going into high school in 2010. <laughs> there that's, you go. Outstanding. Yeah. Um, just want to say welcome aboard. Um, ben Leavenworth joining
1: us as a Wonder Kid member here on YouTube is the Flying Scotsman, 1960. One in, one out. Isn't he saying? Oh, it's <laughs> yeah, um, Liverpool Palace, um, Chris. I think it's just a three o'clock game. This isn't it. Yeah, is three three o'clock. The classic. Which we go. Oh yeah, when you've got a ticket to the game, but when you haven't and you're in the UK, are, it's right, like yeah. oh back, yeah. we're my
2: back God. in the world now, aren't we? Of the three o'clock blackout is back it wasn't like this last season
1: yeah I know people listening to the Man United fans cry arson about not being able to watch Ronaldo's re-debut last week and now we're probably going to do a very similar thing ourselves but so be it Um, this is Chris Page, part two of our you know greater understanding of what Jürgen Klopp's Champions League Premier League balance is going to be we had a bit of a chat on the final word show about the centre-back thing in particular I think I think Matip playing surprised a lot of people. I think there might have been a bit of a clamour to see a completely new centre-back pairing, but where we've fallen down on this so far is that we think it's a case of Klopp looking for two sort of 75% teams to, to some extent. So um, it is going to be interesting to see how he how he sort of approaches this one,
3: really. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I never, I wasn't surprised that Matip started because I, I'm always of the opinion he just playing when he's fit. Yeah. Um, I was surprised that Van Dijk dropped out in the end, if I'm honest. For this one, I I now don't know because Joe having not played for so long and then playing two games in a few days seems a bit silly. But also, it's not the most difficult of positions to play, is it? Two games in a week. So you could see maybe Virgil van Dijk and Joe Gomez. And then maybe Nath Phillips and Canate midweek or something, like because he's still there. Mm -hmm. He was on the bench last week and we're not talking about him. Um, I I, I honestly, I've got no idea what Jurgen's going to do for this one. And I don't know, like, and that boils down to midfielders. I think I know two of the three strikers probably that he's going to play, but I think it's just dead interesting because we all start the season. With an idea of how we think Jurgen's going to manage his squad. And over the course of the last three or four years, I don't think I've spoken to anybody who's actually been right on it. Mm -hmm. Like, everyone's always surprised at some point during the season that he does something.
1: And we've had a year of, like, exceptional circumstances around how squads and sides have been picked that you know you tend to rely on what you know most recently I think for a lot of us we've kind of forgotten what Liverpool do and we do rotate a lot and you know and we do put less than our best team out in Champions League group stages unless you get someone who you think is your real your real uh, sort of strong contender or whatever I mean an interesting point on the Palace stuff a bit of an unknown quantity Still, Ben, you know, it's very early days for, for Patrick Vieira. It's a, effectively almost an entirely new squad that he's yeah. brought in as well. Um, we did score nine goals against them last season and conceded none. So th- there is a degree to which I have this like lingering fear of Palace, but we have had their number for a while. Um, but... New manager could change things.
2: Yeah, and, and they had a really impressive win at the weekend against Tottenham and yeah. that, you know, high flying Tottenham at the time. Um the the, the champions elect. Tottenham ex- exactly three games, three wins, and it was all done and dusted. Um you know so so you've got you've got to be careful they've got a couple of good um, you know sort of handsome players obviously Sahar's always one that we've known about but Conor Gallagher's been getting all the plaudits this season in the middle of midfield he's been, play, been playing very well this Eduard who I'm, I, I don't know too much about but you know apparently he's been quite lively obviously he came um, off the bench and scored too didn't he the uh, yeah, right yeah so yeah yes that's what, that's how I know the name um, obviously <laughs> Eze's been injured but like he's another player who's in mm. the squad so they've got they are, they're, you know, they're no slackers um, and as I said, I made the point on the final word. I think you know at the moment, every single league game, it's already got like an 18-19 vibe to it this season because there's four teams and you just you don't want to have to blink first. You don't want to be the guys that blink first. You don't want
1: to be the story yeah. at the end of the weekend. as I think what yeah. you don't mean for us. That's for our perspective because because I think Liverpool switch off. To I think Liverpool are, 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 are above that. I think Chris the way that they're managed and coached and all that kind of stuff. But there's always a there's always a crisis club. You know, we mm-hmm. talking about this all the way years going back to doing social club at Ball Street on a Monday, where we had fans from different clubs, and it was always like you always had one. It was like, ah, your team this week. That's what we're, we're we're playing to avoid. But then that's what makes this so so fascinating is Palace. From what I can gather from watching, that's the, high, the highlight, just highlights of the, the Spurs game. They looked, I mean, Spurs go down to ten man, ten men, when Tanganga gets sent off. But Palace are going at them. They're really causing. They're really looking to attack them with a bit of verve I, I'm hopeful. I, I like us playing against teams that play like that. I guess is what I'm, what I'm sort yeah, of. Yeah, I mean,
3: look, look, they start the season really badly, don't they? They get thumped by Chelsea, a very good Chelsea side. Loads of teams are going to get thumped by Chelsea early on. I think they have a nil-nil draw with Brentford or something new. A boyed off the back of beating Arsenal, still a bit of an unknown quantity in the league. Uh, poor League Cup, is it, results of Watford, is, is it, they and lose they just two. drawn
2: with West Ham as well. well yeah. That's
3: the one, that's yeah. the one I was coming on to, that's the result that makes me go, they're not bad because West Ham aren't bad. Like we saw last season, everyone thought they'd drop off and stuff and they saw the start of this season. They don't look like they're going to drop off too much West Ham. So they're going to be, I don't know, ninth upwards, maybe to seventh, something like that. Maybe they can get a touch higher, I'm not 100% sure. But it's that Palace result against them that makes me think, you know what, they're going to take a little bit of time, Crystal Palace. I mean, Patrick Vieira is coming in he wants to instill a completely different ethos to what Crystal Palace have known for the last few years. But I always fancy Liverpool against sides who are learning their trades because Liverpool know their trades. Liverpool know how to beat everybody and know what type of... side They've played every type of side and we've beaten every type of side. And it's always that like you know when a team starts playing out from the back and they come up against Liverpool and you go yeah you can't do that against us you can't afford to lean on the How job against Liverpool football until club?
1: the goalkeeper does the waves his guys forward so we can go takes it forever
2: as a drink of water yeah, yeah, so yeah, he brushes, yeah. brushes his hands down with a towel gets himself ready and then yeah, he wants yeah. it yeah yeah the classic Nick Pope approach the goal kicks
1: yeah <laughs> yeah without, without a doubt it's a ben Fo- the Ben Foster manoeuvre <laughs> you call that <laughs> um, yeah I mean it will be interesting to see what, what, what Palace we come up against we'll have a little bit of a chat uh, in more depth about what Liverpool are likely to do who they're likely to line up with because I think there's some fascinating conversations to be had around personnel But this one as Chris sort of alluded to earlier but uh, we have a trivia question to get your teeth stuck into it's a nice easy one this week um, I think anyway uh, name the three former Liverpool players in the current Crystal Palace squad Welcome. Back, the ultimate fan app is there. Click the link in the description underneath, it is good fun. Um, and you can definitely do be better than 11,000 or whatever 831
3: Is that what it was? 11831, I think. Thanks, Chris. It's um, it's good. something I remember just to not you. Couldn't,
1: you couldn't tell me what the t- my team was, but you can tell me what position <laughs> it finished in the league.
3: Yeah, uh, that's the levels
1: we're working out here, ladies yeah. and gentlemen.
3: Um, remember the important stuff,
1: yeah, definitely. Uh, I asked you a trivia question before the break, and it was uh, named the three uh former Liverpool players in the current Palace squad. We've got the squad up here. If you want to have a quick you've go got through. one of the
3: players in your, in your and
1: here he is <laughs> um, yeah we look at the defence we have got Nathaniel Klein and Martin Kelly there of course is that Martin Kelly that is Martin Kelly yeah
2: right oh, he's, looking, he's looking tan these days he does trim yeah. beard
1: yep yeah. uh, and then all the way down all the way down And, of course, Christian Benteke. And uh, it would be four, but, of course, Mamadou Sacco moved on. I'm I'm sorry, can you bring
3: that back up a second for me? Um, I personally can't now. Scott Banks has got like an invisibility cloak on. <laughs> <laughs> he's that straight from Harry Potter. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> I, I love that. He was sick for photo days <laughs> and they're just not bothered. Um, brilliant. Good on them. They don't Good. do that thing where they photoshop one head onto another person's body, like Sky do. <laughs> in Tiago, for a little bit, was clearly on Minamino's body because he had like his number on his shorts. He could have uh, just done that. There was, there was ways around it.
1: Yeah. Um, Trick uh, Josh. We got a couple of super shots from uh, Josh while we've uh, been doing the show so far. Dad joke: People who use selfie sticks need to take a long look at themselves.
2: He paid five pounds to say that. Thanks,
3: Josh.
1: Thanks, Josh. Josh. <laughs> 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 um, thanks, Josh. Um, and he says, "I'm Palace. our bogey team. Do you subscribe to bogey teams, or just measure each team according to their quality?" I, I, I do. That's I think we impression. always have, we have so many of these conversations, don't we, about bog bogey teams and when you watch them for long enough... I, I Everyone think has about, a chance. Yeah, we've got about... I, think, I still think Southampton are, but I'm thinking about that period, probably under Brendan Rodgers, where we had a real tough time where Ricky Lambert was still playing
2: for them and what have you. If we're be, uh, if we're being brutally honest, Man United are our bogey team. Uh, I, we, we struggle to beat Man United more often than not, yeah. uh, and it's like we seem to be City's bogey team, although they've had the better of us recently and what have you. But like, I hate going away to Old Trafford. I mean, because even though we won there last season, before that we never win. So uh, that they're probably our proper bogey team. But I can understand the Palace thing. It's a it's a Chris ball hangover, isn't it? It's yeah. Oh, don't
3: say
2: that. Mm. I did. I know, um, but,
1: no, but it's like it the It would have been anyway, <laughs> saying that on here. That I was thinking this, how that's like the Watergate thing, how everything that's a scandal becomes gate at the end of it and like yeah. Stanball. And I was trying to work out, like in my head, of like, oh my God, if AC Milan beat us here, is this like. And Stanbul. <laughs> 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 genuinely. Which I was one of my pressing thoughts in the, in the closing stages of the first half. Um, yeah, I, I suppose the, 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 the both team is a thing we're a point aren't we really Chris where there's managers maybe you could but even then we've been so good for the last for, for a number of years now that even if we perceive a team to be a bogey team or not they aren't like barely but that's, barely that's like aren't really exactly anymore. that goes back to like six. 15, 16, 17 where we had Mane scored against Arsenal on his debut and then was missing and we toiled against them at Turf Moor in a really, really big way but largely I I think
3: there's a there's a start and an end for bogey teams and I think we carry it on I think a a certain manager at a certain club can have good results against you for a few years but when that manager moves on or the style of play changes slightly then they become less of a bogey team and then they're just not again but we as fans always remember those periods and go yeah they're a bogey team then yeah so at some point everyone who's played in the Premier League pretty much is going to have been a bogey a, a bogey team, apart from Norwich, yeah. who who just don't now ever, ever, ever get anything against us. Yeah. <laughs> no, oh God. Um yeah. Damn <laughs> we've, got we, a, we've
1: got a good while to wait for that. Um look, let's talk team then. We we, we we started with the centre halves. I wonder very much whether we'll see I think Van Dijk will come back in for this one, yes. Ben. Uh, I don't but, think yeah. But whether we see Canati for this one, because I I don't I can't imagine you play, Oh, Chris's Chris's point often, you play matter when he's fit, but no. it's, not, it's not real as well. We've but been, there, burned, you know by We've been it, burned by that before. We've
2: been burned by that before. It's
1: just, you're, you're playing silly beggars after a point, yeah. aren't you, where he has got injury problems. There's no need to play him no. three games in play I'd play Canate.
2: Yeah. i I, I, Canate. I, like, I think, it's, I think it's almost nailed on for him to play Canate because I, do, I just don't think he's going to play... I think maybe there's an element of he wants to play the new lad with Van Dijk. Mm-hmm. So then he's got the choice of, well, do I play him on Wednesday or do I play him on Saturday? So I think I just don't see a world where he plays Matip Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, because he knows. He knows. Um, Joe Gomez is another one. thought Joe Gomez was pretty good last night. Can Does he play 180 minutes in the space of three days on the back of the injury? Strong, strong, straight into it. Don't think so either. So I, I think Canate is fine. I think now's the time.
3: This this is how I think about it, right? When you've got, when we you started the show, and you're going like, it's just good enough 75% each time. Rank your centre halves. One Virgil van Dijk, two and three, whichever order, are always going to be Matip and Joe Gomez. And four is going to be Canate. What gives you the best chance? Two and three together, one and four together. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: No, I agree, and I think as well. To the point I, I was kind of like leaning towards from preseason into the, and into the final word and then we said we carry it on. here is I think Gomez is being is being treated as the as the second choice left centre back this season. That we saw him there. We've seen him there previously, but you've bought Canate and Matip has started on that side as well, and now we've seen Gomez and That's how it makes sense to to split your split your pairings off, and now of course. If, if you are then stuck, we're in a world stuck where you have to play Gomez right centre-half, who's asked his boss there, but at the minute Matip is best there and Canate, about from what we can gather, is probably... I don't think he's been brought in as the Virgil van Dijk replacement necessarily no. any soon. No, I think,
3: I think you're right. I think Gomez is going to be sort of groomed for that side of the defence over the next maybe year or two. But I still think Gomez is your second choice at the moment. That's where I'd have a different opinion to you, where I still think Gomez is still your second choice back up right as well. Right. But if you've got the choice, Possibly, yes. he's going to play left. Okay. And if you need him to... If Matip gets injured, I think Gomez comes into the side above Canate right now. Yeah, and again, anyway. the
1: versatility of what, you've, of what you've got going for you. But it got me thinking about this. Is we never we haven't really had this. Like Lovren, because Virgil's just been available. Constantly, we haven't even had to think about you. you Don't bother your ass having an understudy left side of centre half. You just get someone who can do a job, and and maybe Gomez. That's the the point to some extent. Maybe we will see him. Maybe we actually might see a bit more of him back at right back. I don't think so, but that's that's also a possibility if you want to get him his game. You know, just to get some more minutes in his legs or whatever. But it is going to be interesting to see how how they do handle it. And I just want to see I Just want Mm. to see what he what he what he looks like and get a better feel for him as a centre half because. Preseason, I don't think you get, you can't judge centre halves on preseason. They don't do enough. You know, there's not like you can, you can, you can get a sense of your attacking players and your midfielders because they get loads of the ball and they get to score goals or make or make good passes or, or do whatever. Or in the fullbacks, bomb up and down and you know and, and, and put whip crosses and that stuff. I don't really, I didn't see anything from the centre halves in preseason that was like, oh, I know. Other than. Van Dijk's fit isn't this isn't this lovely.
2: But Joe Gomez as well, I thought, I think mean, he played in the Osasuna game. I didn't see too much of preseason, but I went to the Osasuna game and I was impressed by I know it was Osasuna at the end of the day, but I was impressed by how up to speed he looked there. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, I'm not surprised that we haven't seen him at all up until last night. Yeah. I, I thought he might have had a little bit of a part at this is, point. And this is mm. the point
1: about its early days in the season, isn't mm-hmm. it? You know, these these cast iron judgments on what Liverpool's team is and who's being used, and you can't you can't do that, and you know this is what we're having to get used to this new world order almost Chris or re-old world whatever we've got it people think we've got a really thin squad and we haven't because look at the players who still haven't uh, barely kicked the ball for us this season we're having to try and engineer minutes for, for we're having to change our centre half pair and to make sure our centre halves get games
3: we got a lad last night who put a good performance in who didn't make the bench at the weekend in the Baccarigi yeah, that's how you see squads, all right, mm-hmm. doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, and, uh, yeah, Taki
1: Minamino didn't get used. No, Bobby Firmino still, cause, cause, cause of injury. We're in a position where we you know, we got a little glimpse of Curtis Jones as well off off the bench again, which is good, good to see him involved Oxford Chamberlain at the moment looks like he's in consideration as a backup backup for the for the front lads to, to some extent, of course. But this is the thing, you know, we. We started a, a very, quite a settled-ish team for the start of the season. A bit of rotation in midfield, as much as as much as anything else. But now, you know, we're going to get to see what the squad's really like. And, the, and these notions of people being crap or whatever, I think, are a bit well. They'll have to be, you know, laid bare in front of all of us when we see. or yeah. would in no uncertain terms. But as we said about the divox the stuff on the final words. You don't need to have eleven worldies on the pitch every every game every week. You need to have a strong core, and then you should be able to dip in and out because no side does that week in week out. Yeah,
3: it's just, it's something I've been saying for years. You can't have eleven Cristiano Ronaldos. So you you just can't. You can't have eleven Lionel Messi's Who's going to tackle? Who's going to defend? Who's going to track back? Yeah. You know these are these are all things, and he's the best footballer that's ever lived, in my opinion. But you just still wouldn't want eleven of him on the pitch. Maybe seven. <laughs> like be, yeah. that's probably no a ground. sweet, sweet, yeah. su- 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 sweet number, isn't it? Like so, there, there's that. But going back onto the centre halves, I wouldn't be surprised if he played Van Dijk and he played Gomez again. Because I take your point about him playing two in a week. Matip's just played two in three days as well, mm-hmm. um, which I think was a little bit surprising to some people. Um, and then I'd, I equally wouldn't be surprised to see Kanate paired with Virgil Van Dijk. And I, equally, I wouldn't be surprised if he just used Canarte only in Norwich mm-hmm. to give him a a, a, a safer yeah. start to his Liverpool well, that, career, as it that's a good way? point.
1: It's a different world between throwing Gomez into a game who's totally integrated into the squad, knows the role he's being asked of inside and out and all that kind of stuff, and chucking a Canarte in. And that, that I think that'll be telling to how far along he is. And look, we've bought... He's, I know he's still under 21, effectively, but you know we bought a... She, he's a senior player. We've brought we've, we've brought, brought an
3: experienced footballer.
2: Yeah, and, and that's what that yeah. is. He's yeah. young, but he's experienced. So in which came, came as Joe then, you know. Yeah. You should be able to do it on Saturday yeah. and maybe
3: maybe Jürgen thinks actually three o'clock at Anfield no TV cameras in front of a home crowd might be better than a, a jumbled upside against Norwich away from home on a Wednesday yeah. night mm-hmm. you know these are all things that Jürgen's going to look at which is why I'm sitting on the fence and I'm saying I wouldn't be surprised either way yeah. because I can I can argue for and against all of them at the moment absolutely
1: Um yeah no I, I completely agree on that and again we'll, we'll, we'll talk through this a bit more but I think the Norwich game is going to be interesting because I think it's another example where you work back It doesn't happen often. And it happens normally when you've got like a really big game. But in some regards, it might be like, if you want it, that's that's your opportunity to heavily rotate. I think we probably rotate, it might be two or three, you know, by and large. I don't think it'll be sweeping changes for this game. But if you want to make sweeping changes for Norwich, then you've got to decide who you want. Who you don't want to play against Norwich? Almost, you know, like yeah. the inverse of how it would be when we play Man City in in, in a few weeks' time. It's who's that? De- like Salah's definitely not playing against Norwich. Will be where you start with that. Van Dijk's definitely not playing against Norwich. Allison's definitely not playing against Norwich. So, what the? How do you get yourself to that that sort of position? The midfield is is, is interesting for that one, I guess, Ben. Because I mean, Thiago. You'd imagine he comes back in and starts yeah. this. Played, Started leads yeah. Didn't start so midweek. Should again, start this.
2: Working backwards, watching midfield for Norwich. So I don't think Fabinho is going to play against Norwich, although no. he could.
1: Well, he, again, Jurgen actually referenced post match yeah. about how Tendo he, didn't start. You know, he wrote it, he said Fabinho had to go through. And like and the, the phrasing basically saying, We asked Fabinho to play twice. Yeah. Which maybe leans towards he might not go for this game, but then do you leave him out for a full.
2: Yeah, no, it's a, it's a strange are, one because the, pro- the problem is so. So who are, your, who are your six options for Norwich basically? Because basically our sixes Milner. are. Oh yeah, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, I think Milner's
3: guaranteed to play against Norwich in the yeah, six. I yeah, think care yeah. Jones I and
2: probably.
1: Keir Jones Naby. Yeah. Naby.
2: Depending who plays on the on the weekend, Depending who plays on yeah. The weekend. I mean, it would have been Harvey on it, wouldn't it? I, he, I think he would have been possibly. nailed on to, to, to play there. But I, I'm
3: not sure where Ox is in the squad anymore. I don't think he's part yeah. of the midfield group at the moment. Yeah, Otherwise, we're saying that he played yeah. first game of the season in midfield, didn't he? Yeah, with Kater. <laughs> so uh, it, it, did he start two games? Actually, did he start the first two with Kater in the he, midfield? No, he
1: started, he started so, the because right? Harvey started the second the second game. Yeah. So
3: so yeah, maybe he is part of the midfield group. Maybe Ox is one of those lads. But then you know. Uh, yeah, you can't afford to lose him from the forward group for Norwich, I suppose, because that's a little bit thinner.
1: Well, the Norwich front three is probably at this point in time, if he's going heavy rotation. Minamino Origi. Minamino Ox Origi. Yeah,
2: you've got Gordon there as well.
3: Potentially. Oh yeah. yeah.
1: yeah I,
2: potentially. I'd, like, I'd, I'd, I'd like to see more of him in a I'm not sure whether I want to see him on Saturday necessarily. But he but he was so good against Osasuna and he was so energetic. Yeah, he's great against to to Palace albeit away last season as well. Yes, yeah. 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 Oh, all right there so well. that means he'll be good again sure. yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> He's the one for me <laughs> That's exactly how it
2: works.
1: My my feeling is the, We are their bogey team. If we <laughs> if we if if if, if Klopp's prepared to give Divock Origi a start against AC Milan in the Champions League I can't see I can't see how he can't give Minamino a start against sure. Crystal Palace at and, and Anfield as well and it just depends on the rotation thing do you rest I don't we don't know where Bobby's at I'm not hearing anything to suggest he's you know even if he's back in training is that maybe too soon to get him straight back into the side he'd only likely be on the bench for this so do you say well Salah's just going to play because Salah Salah does and he's not going to want to not play a Premier League game, he'll, he'll have the midweek off anyway, so Salah will play, Mane will come back in likely because he, again he was rotated for midweek he jotted, he and then exactly, shot, yeah. you then put, you put Minamino in for that and maybe put, because Mane finished the game centre forward didn't he in, in midweek so maybe mm. that kind of leans towards that maybe, I mean Curtis Jones finished the game on the left wing so we don't I, I wonder whether that's just a because you can I, I, use five subs and he's having a laugh with it, like
3: yeah. I thought I got the impression that that was why he done that. Like um, no, no real sort of long term planning other than well, I'll just give him twenty minutes off and we'll move on from there. Yeah. Um, but the, the, look, the Palace thing is we. we Goes without saying, doesn't it? We need to put in a good performance. We need to keep the pressure on everybody else that's around us, and we we need to not focus on Norwich. Although we we we're working back from Norwich, the focus isn't Norwich. The focus is Crystal Palace yeah. and how he put his best side out for that.
1: There's definitely always a loose plan. Because Klopp always like is keen to stress is one game at a time.
3: And I and I and I've been
1: thinking more and more about this because you're right. I think we put ourselves into this. And I but I do I, I do, I do I it pass.
3: to try and think. How he's gonna do it? Yeah, but I don't think he. I don't think he works backwards. I think he works forwards, and I, we work it out backwards. I
1: think someone works that out for him. To yeah. be honest, you know the the, the the fitness people. I don't think mm. I think Klopp, I think Klopp focuses on one game because I think that's the best way for him to motivate This is his what players. I want to
3: put out. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
1: that's it. And he gets and he does because he says it in his press conference all the time. Like he gets his report on like the Friday, the Friday late morning or, or whatever or that says here's who, here's who you've got. And what you can use them for. So I think he psychologically focuses game one game at a time. But I do think someone around this team has a has a, a penciled in thing that says we'll aim for this, yeah. and we'll see how, and then we'll adapt. We'll adapt from there. Really, um, particularly because I do think we will rotate more. Right. Let's speaking of the, the teams around us and the pressures. Let's get the uh, fixtures up for this weekend, uh, so we can have a little look at these then. um We've got Newcastle hosting Leeds United on the uh, Friday night football, which is always interesting to see. Um, that'll be a good, a good again, good test for Leeds. It's mad how bullish their fans were. Uh, I did that overlap thing with, with the, the Neville overlap show, whatever, whatever, the fuck it was called. Um the overlap, um, well, the overlap, nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't need the uncertainty or the slight dish. Um The um, uh, it seemed, <laughs> he's had a uh, fun
3: few days. Neville, just to add it, yeah. just to add that to everything else that's <laughs> yeah, happened. Yeah, he just needs to stop <laughs> putting all
1: these selfies, on the, internet, stop yeah. putting selfies on the internet. Stop putting selfies on um, the internet. At least wait until the end of the game. Le- yeah, no, I know that's right. Um, Legion, United they their fans were very bullish. We're back and we're going to be strong contenders and all that. I am a little bit worried for Leeds, not necessarily against Newcastle because this is the perfect game for them. Newcastle's everyone's perfect game. Let's be perfectly honest, um, but. <laughs> Um, it will tell if Leeds struggle here then uh, you know all of a sudden they have got a little bit of a struggle on their hands wolves Brentford, no idea nor do I particularly care Norwich-Wofford the battle of the teams Can you name me the managers
3: for Wolves and Brentford Paul?
1: Yes Uh, something (laughs) Lager Um, Lager uh, and Johnny Brentford
2: um, (laughs) um, (laughs) Bruno Lars and Thomas Frank there you go um, yeah. he could have just named I can't Fair more than I
1: the only reason I know that is definitely right is because we did on the Red in Roundup round of show we, we ranked where Ole was in terms of the Premier League Premier League managers and like I had to go I don't know who these
2: guys are so I can't tell you whether they're the better or not <laughs> but they're so probably better than yeah, yeah, I will definitely. say we're, we're playing Brentford next week Thomas Frank, I think, is going to be a top manager. The way he composed himself, the what he's done with Brentford since arriving. Dean Smith was there first, and he went to Villa, and he took over. I think, I think, it, even if Brentford struggle this season, if they go down rather. Thomas Frank will become. An established Premier League manager over the next few years, I think he's. I think I think he's brilliant. Really, really charismatic man. Quality.
1: Quality. Uh, Norwich Wofford, which gives Norwich the very rare opportunity, or Wofford probably as well to the same extent to wear away to win a game, which is uh, is always a good thing. There was an old fantasy football joke from back in the day where they held up the (laughs) shirt and went, "Does anyone know what this is?" It's the Norwich City away shirt because, of course, they never got to wear it for the entire season that they they played in the Premier League. Um, Burnley host. Arsenal, holy shit! Oh dear, is that the get out of the ground and check Arsenal fan TV uh, game That's of the great. week? My God, it is without a shadow of a doubt. Um, obviously, Everton did got a great result against them on, on Monday. Chris, uh, Arsenal, will, but Arsenal should just do Burnley because I don't think I think they're on a, on the wane, I think in terms of that like that cycle way they awesome. are, but two 0 Burnley. Yeah, Why not? On. Why not? City hosts Southampton. Anywhere where... Is that they're always
2: playing Southampton? Nine again? Every week. Nine. Nine. Yeah, I think City will
1: wipe the floor with them as well, they should do. Decent little clutch at three o'clock there, obviously with us, us Palace. Aston Villa, Everton. Now, if you want a good barometer for where Everton are this season, that'll be an interesting test. Villa Park as well, you know, there'll be a a great atmosphere for that game. Two... Let's be honest, massive football clubs, historically massive football clubs, you both believe as much. Like, Ever- Evertonians loathe Newcastle fans and Newcastle because of, like, they think. It's New- one of
3: those weird rivalries, yeah. that isn't yeah. it? But it is between the fan base. Like, it's
1: like United and Arsenal to some extent where they've got, like, this, but, it, but only in that way of, like, Newcastle f- Everton think that Newcastle think we're, they, they,
3: the club in the you know, we're the fifth biggest club in the country. No, we're the fifth biggest club in the country. and everyone else above them. Like we're not ours The Bill them. Are, are,
1: a, are a bigger club than Everton. They've got a better ground and they've won a European Cup. Um, but that will be a big test for Rafa. And again, I, I, there's loads. Of, there's so much optimism around the Blues at the moment. So,
3: Nottingham not, 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 not Forest still bigger than City.
1: If they were in the Premier League, <laughs> yeah, then yes, yeah. yeah, Which they're never going to be again. Um, horrendous. Didn't they sat the manager last night? Uh, don't know if they did I had the radio this morning I think they said like they're on they can't see how he doesn't get sacked anyway Championship talk. Um, wow, um,
3: first time ever.
1: Yeah, um,
2: yeah. Be interested to see what
1: Everton do there. Any thoughts, Ben?
2: Um, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, like, wasn't that was it? Was it this last last season or the season? It would have been the season before where didn't they play? Didn't they go away to Villa on the Friday night early on in the season? You know, if we beat Villa, we go top, and then Villa beat them, um, and they just come up. I I watched the Everton burn the game on. Monday, um, and and it was bouncing. To be fair to them, like it was you know it was a good little watch. They were dog shit for an hour, and when, and when Burnley scored, but then I said I said we sat there. and me, me dad both agreed. They when Rafa is a goal down, the, what the difference is he have the ability to technically tweak a game unlike Marco Silva or, or whoever yeah. um you know to, to to get to to change things and they went one all but then he brought on Gomez and Burnley couldn't deal with it and the, and they and they went two one three one and they they actually did go four one and had a goal disallowed but just that change changed the game yeah. and I think that's what that's where Be- Everton are gonna Benefit from Rafa this season, and obviously Villa's a tough away on an R five on a Saturday night. But it's it's a good it's gonna be a good game. The, like.
1: Villa, oh, I think, i have auspices to be a, a good football team. So I think that that might that you know Rafa loves a bit of that. He, he loves to go into those kind of environments and frustrate and and, and spoil and whatever. So yeah, I wouldn't. I, Everton should do all right there, you'd think. But also with Everton, so who knows? Uh, Brighton hosting Leicester. I mean, again, I, I don't really care, but a decent barometer for both of those sides. West Ham, Leicester,
3: have Leicester started scoring goals yeah.
1: I don't know. I've had Jeremy <laughs> uh, Vardy Bright... in my fancy team who hasn't been doing it, great, and the ultimate fan so mm-hmm. far. So, I... <sighs> West Ham United, Sunday, two o'clock. I mean, the, the Sunday games are, are really interesting there because, again, West Ham, the the, the Moyes derby um, at the London Stadium... Particularly off the back of Man United's disappointments in midweek, hilarious disappointments in midweek. Let me add add that important word there because I pissed myself laughing watching the end of that young boys game. Um, United should do this.
3: I'd, I'm more interested in like do, do, you won't remember but Ben you might remember when the Ravens played the 49ers in the st- uh, in the Super Bowl and you've got Jim Harbaugh coaching yes. the 49ers Is that the one, one where the, light, all the lights Harbour. went off? I'm not sure uh, oh I think that one had the Demo Bronco the oh, Manning fine. anyway so you've got Jim Harbaugh coaching their thingy you've got John Harbaugh yeah. coaching the Baltimore Ravens and you've basically and you've got their parents watching their two sons go head to head in the biggest game in, in American football and I think that's what Ferguson's going to be sat like in the stands with David Moyes <laughs> yeah. and Oli Gunnar Solskjaer <laughs> who don't want to fucking win this game I didn't, me two sons going. are going head to head yeah. in a clash for fourth place in the Premier League yeah. oh, who knows classic
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I almost missed that last time um,
1: yeah fascinating game anyway and then Tottenham Chelsea wow
2: um, this is where it's it interesting for me because there's 24 Big six games, aren't there? And they're all going to start playing each other. So Chelsea is as good as they are, and I expect them to beat Tottenham. You know, but going away, Tottenham have already beaten City this season. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so we, we as we go, this is the benefit to having a big six rather than a big four, and you can maybe include Leicester in that instead of Arsenal um, yeah, at the moment. You know, but they they're all going to be taking points off each other. So if we do our job and we win, obviously all of our littler games, all the the more winnable games. And then we pick up, you know, out of our out of our top six games, we pick up a few wins, and you know, we we try not to lose them over the course of the season. It's just it's just fascinating how pretty much every week there's going to be a big clash. The, the, the big teams. We, we were chatting about this
1: the other day. How if the big teams won every week, everyone would be millionaires off the pools or, mm. or your hackers, You know, yeah, it, it would be a yeah. license to print money, but it's not because it's very rare that the four best teams will win. We'll win in any given any given game. We can the Tottenham Hotspur thing as much as you know. We were we were laughing at Tottenham at the start of the season, going, oh god, they're just going to be rubbish. And then they obviously started really well. They get the the, the draw. Is it against? Did they beat Man City? The way they take points, don't they? At the start of the season, it's been that it feels like a lifetime ago already. No one expected them to be able to do anything, mm-hmm. and then they went on that little run. And they get tonked by Palace. So maybe they, maybe they drop down in estimation a little bit. But that's a, it's a derby. That stadium is going to be absolutely rocking. That's a massive test for Chelsea, and it's you know in some regards maybe Tottenham aren't as good as us or United or, or or City or whatever, but they're more than capable of making that a really competitive. Well, Tottenham can- yeah. Chelsea could touch Tottenham after Chelsea,
2: whatever Sonata was. In the sense of, I always feel like over the course of a season, we're almost at, when we're in a title race, we're almost at a disadvantage to somebody like Man City because Everton don't take Manchester City as seriously, and we yes. all we all of a sudden have an extra big game. Yeah. Now it's not quite the same because Tottenham are one of the established big six, but Tottenham will get themselves up for Chelsea far more than they would for us.
1: Yes, no, I think that's a, I think that's a, I think it is a really good point that you're dead right. Is that you're looking when we look down the fixtures yeah. and you're looking for who's <laughs> going to take points off who? You're dead right. Everton crop up as a bit of a free hit for all the other teams, seeing yeah. it. because normally if you pick the club of their sort of stature in the league, you're right that should Everton should just be one amongst.
3: So we're Tottenham the same with Arsenal then.
1: <laughs> Arsenal <laughs> the same with Tottenham.
3: Yeah. No, Tottenham looking down at Arsenal uh, fucking yeah. hell, why you hate us so much?
1: Yeah. Just, yeah. Everyone else beat you for the minute. Um Right, cool. Well, well, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little bit about lastly about Liverpool and score predictions and stuff. But we had a super chat again from Josh. Uh, saying I think one of our most difficult games will be Everton. Uh, I think they may be a real threat with Benitez steering the ship. I hope not, mate. Um, but yeah, as we said this the the day, the, the perfect scenario for us in that is. Well, obviously it's to smash them everywhere and then make a jumper about it, um, like we do most, like we do most years. But the really for them, I, I, where everyone kind of comes out on top, so everyone comes out feeling quite happy, is that we beat them. But it, it's a it's a tight one where they really feel like they're in, really in with something. But I, I, I'm not I'm not looking forward to playing. less so now, Chris. I was actually quite looking forward to it because it was a it was a potential party time with, with Rafa and Everton. But he is actually getting a tune out of them and it will be it would be a difficult game
3: yeah it will be but like you know you saw Neville and Carragher talking on Monday Night Football I'm sure of how Carragher's saying that he thinks that Benitez understands the Everton fans and that's why I think it's working you know you know big tackle just like us they go mad for it and the crowd get into it well Klopp knows Liverpool fans and he knows he knows when we go quiet as well, and so I think that's a, maybe an advantage that Jurgen's got going into this. He's like, yeah, you know your fans, but I know I know the people of Liverpool as well. So I think there's something there where you can sort of go if you can smother them. Like I don't think the Everton fans will like it at all and stuff like that. And if you can, if you can go in bigger and stronger and all that, that will piss them off and get them really angry. So it's going to be a great game, Liverpool um, against Everton this season. But but thankfully we don't have to think about it for a few weeks.
1: Yeah, Andrew Kerr <laughs> uh, with the five dollar super chat as well, and then fold up with the comments. Gomez and Canardo doing preseason suggests backup pairing. And I think that's a and I think that's the our point is that I think we'll find maybe Norwich. And well obviously we don't want to step too much on the build up show for that, but you might find that is actually the starting pairing for the for the Norwich game. Or maybe Matt Phillips actually could even come yeah, in this. But I'm... you split that up, up until that point. You do look, 'cause the point is Van Dijk and Matip are both thirty and then, and heading into that period, and then all of a sudden you've got this you want this partnership that's gonna take <laughs> over. You know, this is the transition period. people talk how Liverpool are refreshing the squads. Well, Liverpool centre back pairing in five years' time is quite likely to be on the way that the group been already Gomez and Canati so all, all's the best um, right let's have score predictions then um, Liverpool Crystal Palace 3 o'clock Saturday Chris Page yeah, what's it going to be 3-0 no, Liverpool stolen mine 3-0 no, Liverpool so stolen mine
3: I'll sit sec- there if you want 3-0 no, Liverpool 3-0 no, Liverpool 3-0 no, Liverpool okay. we'll, that's a hat-trick so of 3-0 yeah.
1: um, what do you think the score is going to be everybody put Liverpool? a tenner on <laughs> The win's enough for me. Mane,
2: yeah. two goals. Mm. He likes scoring against Palace, doesn't he? Yeah, we'll sure. Sure. Long may that continue. Uh, yes, let
1: us know your score predictions From two
2: shots, now Okay. Who do you Don't
1: be um, silly, Chris. I love that. I'm sure you did it on the final Away show, but there was just that, that, that like the, the, uh, Mane's reaction to scoring against Leeds of like not being like, like you know, like Henderson scores in midweek and it's like, ah, I know here's the crowd, and Mane's just like, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry, it took me so long. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got there. There we go. No criticism for me this week. Thanks very much. Uh, yes. Uh, who do you think should start? Who are the start and centre back pairing? Who's the midfield today? And are you going to give Taki Minamino again? Let us know in the comment section underneath. Uh, do download the Ultimate Fan app. It is loads and loads of fun. As I say, you know, if you're into like opening packs and getting that satisfaction, then it's got that. And if you like fancy football, it's got that as well. And, who and doesn't like it money individually. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, <if you> like <laughs> doesn't money, like money. Uh, it is completely free to play. Um, so yeah, do get involved with that. Link in the description. Um, um, we've also got our Jordan Henderson book and DVD available right now on redbandmerch.com. We'll play that out. But yeah, thanks so much. Check back for the watch along this weekend on the channel. And Chris doing the starting 11 prediction as well. And uh, yeah, we'll see you all soon.